Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Isn't this the back? And this is it the front? Si, senor. No. <laughs> Mike. That is correct. <laughs> okay. No. So then, no. Anatomy is anatomy. No. So is this the front and this is the back? Or no. back front? Is that what I mean? Back front, what do we mean? 360 degrees. This is a circle. Yeah. Good job. I'm What's confused. the question? What are we talking about? I don't know. I'm confused. This is the front. The front What's of the, the microphone. Back? Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I knew it was. I, I was. I, I saw an opportunity. Okay, <laughs> like, I set them up. Don't touch them. They're fine. <laughs> what if I don't want it? I'm touching it. Can't hear that. I like talking into the back of the mic. Because Why? then I talk a little bit louder, naturally. You don't need to talk louder. Though. But then I can't. It's being recorded <laughs> with the microphone in front of you. So I understand you that, but I'm loud. trying to make it easier for you in post. It's not easier. <laughs> But it could be. Why <laughs> would that be easier if you're talking way louder than everybody else? Because then I will count to it and then divide by it. <laughs> I will count to and divide. <laughs> How many seconds? <laughs> How would that help you? I will count to it then divide. <laughs> you should have let him go with that. Uh-huh. You should have him an answer. How many is that per second? <laughs> How will that help you? Alrighty. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of our podcast, Redeemed. Um, last time we we talked, we talked about uh, the apostle. Well, Paul. But at that point, he was Saul. He was Saul still when we Paul. talked about him. Yeah. Yep. He became Paul. Yeah, yeah. he became Paul, and uh, he, he was on the on the way becoming one of the greatest missionaries of that time. Mm-hmm. So we're still going to just kind of carry on in Acts. And uh, we're going to talk about another one of my one of my favorite characters, and that's Peter. Peter always has some. Peter's got some great stories. He does in the Bible. He does, and he's one of those that kind of just charges in sometimes without thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, Peter is the same guy that cut some dude's ear off yep. when they were coming to take Jesus. Might have acted a little irrationally. What would you um, have done? Probably cut the ear off. There you go. Run. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Scatter! Not grab a sword. They can't grab us all. <laughs> There's not enough of them. Throw James out there first. Here. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, Peter was the. Hold on, we got to the bottom of that last. Time. Who was the big boy? Was it Peter? Yeah, Peter was last. No, time. that's why he fought. <laughs> he was too slow. I'm not running. He was gonna be the slow. He knew he was uh-huh. the slowest. That yeah. one. You don't have to be the fastest one, just not the slowest. New York Post put out an article that says you're not supposed to push down your slow friend when you're out running a bear. <laughs> I want to know. Who makes that rule? Well, I feel like the slow friend wrote that article. Yeah. <laughs> no, guys, don't do that. What should you do? What did they say? I didn't read it all. Oh. Because I know what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> I know that I'm not the slowest, so I'm not, I'm not worried well, about it. Well, it depends who you're with. 
there's not a friend group that I exist in where I'm not the slowest. What if you're with a group of strangers? What if you're with a group of there's like Olympic person. track athletes? There's always one person I'm faster than. <laughs> That's just something that I know. I think I could put a group together that you would be the slowest. Nope. And send you into the woods. You personally could not put a group together because you don't have the connections required to find those to high, find the Olympi- high the Olympians. Level, <laughs> high level athletes. Because those are the only people that are faster than you? Yeah. No. Amanda sends out an email. Hey, uh, I, I mean, this guy says he's faster than everyone. The key, not and, faster than uh, everyone. I just know that I'm always faster than at least so one So what we're going to do is okay. we're going to send you guys into the woods. We're going to see if you can outrun him and we're going to send a bear on. First, we got to find the bear. <laughs> Yeah. I bet you can find a bear. I don't know. I mean, it's easy to find a bear when you're not looking for bear. But I think you try to go hunt. like wearing a necklace of steak. I bet a bear finds that, you. That's slowing me down. Well, that's, you can take it off once you still see the bear. Well, yeah, but then he's going to eat the steak and care oh, about me anymore. True. You're going to carry it with you. Happy. Everyone has one steak on them. <laughs> this feels like a survivor challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a new reality. <laughs> so wait a minute. You guys are yeah. saying there's a lion where? Well, we don't really know. No, a lion would for sure. A the locals the locals said that there is a lion here. All you guys get a steak. And he's only going to eat one of you because he's going to be full. <laughs> so you got to run and run fast. Do you think a lion would just stop after one? I think a lion would keep going. I think it would get a couple. No, because no, when you watch the... Do they stop after one? They stop and they eat. Okay, so so we've kind of digressed here for a minute. Let's get back to talking about this guy named Peter, because he's not really running from a bear. He's not running from anything. <laughs> That's right. He's slow. No, never we, mind. We got to the bottom of that, and I think it was Matthew. Yeah. No. Yeah. That wrote it. Yeah, I thought it was. That was John. Was it John? One of those. One of the. One of the uh, apostles really wanted it known yeah. forever. This guy's slow. That Peter was slow. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I kind of think he was the one that was kind of he was kind of slower, and he was the one that was the most out of shape. It it feels that way, having to point it out, yeah. <sighs> guys. But he was also the one uh, because the other disciples they stopped before they got to the tomb. Mm-hmm. Not Peter. No, he, well, listen, Peter was all about steady pace. <laughs> he had it wound up, and he yep. was going. If I keep this pace, I can keep going. But if I stop, I'm going to cramp. <laughs> what are you guys stopping for? we got to finish this. If I stop, I'm going to cramp up. In there. Anyway, we're going to talk about a diff- different aspect of Peter on this one. Uh, we have this man. His name is Cornelius. He's a centurion uh, known as the... In what was known as the Italian regiment, I don't know exactly know what that means. Uh, well, listen, he was he was the head, he was in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know why, why it was the Italian regiment, unless they had some Italians in there. So maybe they did, or maybe like pizza. They might have been near Italy. I don't know. Who doesn't like pizza? Yeah, yeah. But then why? Never mind. <clears throat> anyway, he was a God fearing man. Can't. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day about three o'clock, he had a vision, and uh, the angel of God who came to him said, Cornelius, Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The Lord answered him, your prayers to give to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. Yep. Which is important. Okay, so why is it important? Well, first of all, Cornelius is not a Jew. He is a... Gentile. Gentile. Which a little 
background. A little background on that. Jews and Gentiles didn't exactly get along. Not the best of friends. No, not at all. And matter of fact, a lot of Jews didn't believe that Gentiles could actually be saved. Correct. Now, whether that was just because they didn't like them or because they did, the Gentiles didn't do all the things that the Jews thought they should do to be able to have that relationship, that forgiveness. Correct. From what I understand, they didn't hold up a lot of the the laws of Moses, if you will, the Gentiles. And so they had this contention. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of prejudice that sprung up because of that. Yep. And basically, the Jews did not like the Gentiles. So that's why this is kind of an interesting, interesting story. Because we have Cornelius, who's being talked to, a Gentile, who's being talked to by God, telling him to go find this man named Peter. Yeah. Now, personally, you know, because as we kind of look at the personality of Peter, you can kind of see why God kind of chose Peter. Because of all the disciples, he kind of seemed the one that may have had a few more prejudice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it seems that way. Or more set in his ways. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. And so uh, the centurion calls a, uh, a devoted soldier or, yeah, a devoted soldier with him and one of the attendants and told him everything that happened and then sent him to Joppa. It's like we were talking about earlier. How would you like to be that guy? Okay. So your boss, uh-huh. the centurion, calls you and says, hey, got this job for you. I had this dream. You need to go find this man. His name's Simon Peter and Joppa. And that's all you got. By the sea. Good luck. <laughs> And then, you know, by the sea, you think, okay, that'll that'll help separate it. The whole city is on the sea. Yeah. Yep. So. Good luck. Find him. <laughs> yeah. Find him and good luck. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, too, because if you look at the map, it's not like that, you know, Joppa was right next door to. No, they weren't like sister cities. There was yeah, a, sister, yeah. It was a good couple miles. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to walk there. It was probably, I don't know, what do you guess based on that little key you're looking at right there? Probably over 20 miles. Yeah. I would say maybe like 30 miles. Yeah. And that's a long way to go, whether you're riding a horse or walking. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a trek. Yep. It was. And so off they went. Now, God's working on the, so God's working on the Cornelius aspect over here, yep. on Cornelius. But he doesn't just blindside Peter. He goes and has a little discussion or, yeah, he not really uh, a discussion. Well, no, I guess it is a it's discussion. a it's like a uh, a prompting. Yeah, like a uh, this is what's coming almost. Yeah, yeah, trying to get Peter ready for what's about to happen. There's a word for it, and uh, it's kind of upsetting me. I can't think of it right now. Because as I said, Peter's kind of set in his ways. Right. This is going to be this is going to be one of those life changing truths that he's fixed to understand about God. That's going to change his life forever. Right. It's going to be a major change. He even uh, won't get too far ahead, but he admits to the major change by the end of the story. Absolutely. Absolutely. So God uh, sends Peter a vision. Uh, he's up on the top of the house. He's praying. <laughs> uh, Peter falls into a trance, uh, has his vision of this, this sheet being lowered down by four corners and has all kinds of unclean animals in it. And God tells Peter, get up, kill, eat. And Peter says, uh-uh. no, <laughs> no, no, I haven't done that. Never done that. Not going to do that. And so this goes on for three times. Yeah. And every time Peter says no. And after the third time, God raises the sheet back up and then explains to him that there's going to be some men that are fixing to show up and that he's going to have to go talk to this centurion, Cornelius. Yep. Well, and in that too, it talks about what's the exact quote, but the, um, 
do not call anything unclean that I have made clean. Yep. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. That's right. So basically, God was saying that he didn't have any prejudice and that Peter needed to get over it. Uh Uh-huh. Let it go. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because he needed uh, Peter to witness to Cornelius. So Peter, I, you know, it doesn't talk a lot about his emotions at that point, but I'm sure that he was he was having some confusion. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. understood that he's supposed to do what God told him to do, but at the same time, it's like you're dealing with a lifetime of habits. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And if there's one thing I know about habits, they're they're hard to kick. Yeah. And we always go back to our defaults. Always. And so it can be difficult to make those kind of changes, especially like in the time frame that he was having to try to make this change. Yeah, over the course of like three days. Yep. So anyway, so uh, the men of Cornelius find Peter. Uh, Peter goes with them. They go talk to to uh, Cornelius. And through the whole process, Peter is able to lead Cornelius to the Lord. Or, yeah, to the Lord. Yep. And it is awesome because down here at the uh, – Peter says <clears> – <throat> when Peter began to – to speak and talk to Cornelius. He says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. <laughs> and that is a very important concept for Christians. Yes. He doesn't love anybody more than anybody else. And I don't believe it's anything you can do that can make God love you less. In fact, yeah, he talks about doesn't show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Does what is right. And Cornelius was doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Cornelius was on the ball. So then Peter shares the gospel with him. Uh, Cornelius becomes a Christian. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon Cornelius and the people there, which was a huge thing. Yeah. Because at that point, the Jews didn't believe that the Holy Spirit could actually go anywhere but upon the Jews. Right. And so it was like a confirmation from God saying, this is the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was that was how Peter explains his actions later on when he is actually questioned by the Jews. Again, the believers, the, the Jewish believers, that's how Peter explains it to them, saying the Holy Spirit came upon them just like he did with us. And that was enough for the Jewish believers to go, okay, well, then God must be part of it. So... Amazing story, yep. mostly just because um, as Christians, we need to understand that God really doesn't deal in prejudice. You know what I'm saying? No. God doesn't love this person more than this person. He wants all to come to know him, yep. and he wants everybody to be with him in eternity. Yeah, what's that? that Whomsoever. Was it Billy Graham, his quote, the, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Yep. Is that Billy Graham's? Mm-hmm. Sounds like him. I'm going to fact check that. Mm-hmm. But No, that is a good one, though. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It's really mm-hmm. all level. And sometimes, especially like in our world right now, where we see a lot of this prejudice running around, it's like we should really step back and look at it from God's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham. Yep. It's a good quote. It is. Well, if Billy Graham said it, it's probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just know? saying. Yeah. Billy Graham was a very wise man. Good guy to reference there. Yep. And so uh, I think as Christians, we have to be careful that we don't let favoritism or um, our prejudice get in the way of us sharing Christ with other people. Because I believe God has called us to tell everyone, not just the people we like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The people you, quote unquote, don't like almost 
should be the ones you're trying to reach even more. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes as redeemed Christians, we need to get on our knees and just say, Lord, give us a heart for these people. Amen. So that uh, he'll give us the the compassion and, and empathy, I guess, yeah. for those people just as much as the next one. So, because as a Christian, sometimes I can be a little judgy, if you will. And decide that I'm a little better than that person. When it's, I'm not. I'm not any better than, than the person walking down the street. You know Correct. what I'm saying? So, but as we're doing Christians, we just need to make sure we don't forget that. That God doesn't show favoritism. If it was good enough to teach Peach, uh, Peter that <coughs> Peter yeah. that lesson, it's good enough for us. Then we need it too. Yeah. And if God has called him clean, then that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. So don't let your prejudice and favoritism get in the way of sharing the gospel with other people. And like I said, I think it's a very important lesson, especially in our in our days now, because there seems to be a lot of favoritism and prejudice running around. And sometimes I believe for no reason. Yeah, I would argue that most of the time it's for no reason. Yep. Yeah. Or a dumb reason, which yeah. is therefore no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we just need to be aware. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Amen. And be always ready to share the gospel no matter who it is. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next time.